Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. On Friday, May the 28th, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast ahead of the bank holiday weekend. And we're going to start today with news that pressure is growing on the government to confirm if the end of all COVID lockdown restrictions will still happen on June the 21st. There's a fair bit of concern at the moment about a growing number of cases of the Indian variant. Well, across England, the numbers have doubled in the past week and now make up more than half of all infections. Some reckon that means so-called Freedom Day should be postponed. Well, first today, let's hear from Kent's acting public health boss, Alison Dugal. She's been chatting to Joe from our colleagues at KMTV. It is a concern. We, in general terms, across Kent, we actually have quite low prevalence of COVID at the moment. But you'll be aware that we have a few clusters of of particularly the so-called Indian variant, And in Canterbury, certainly, we're seeing more COVID activity and we are seeing some clusters of the new variant. So it is a concern. We know that it can transmit a little bit more easily. Um, We know that your first dose of vaccine, although it does cover, it is much better coverage with the second dose. Um, Do we know any idea of of how many cases there are of this Indian variant right now? I'm sure it has to go through sequencing and the like, but it's just as you mentioned, Canterbury. Do we know how many cases we've got in Kent at the moment? We're less than 100 in Kent at the moment. So compared to some parts of the country, you know, we're we're quite low rates. Um, But obviously that's why we want to do our best to identify the cases and to make sure that people are isolating and taking appropriate measures. But at the moment... It's Canterbury we're interested in because we know that we have just a, a small number of clusters. And um, do we? What do you put that down to? Why Canterbury? Do you think it is down to that student population meeting up with friends there? Maybe the ones socialising a little bit more. What did you have any idea? I know it's been sort of talked about at the, uh, the health meetings. Do you have any idea why? Uh, I don't think that it's going to be due to students, to be honest. I mean, everybody is starting to come out of our lockdown. We're on that roadmap. Everybody is starting to be able to do new things. And there was always a risk that when that happened, we would see some increases. With the introduction of new variants, there is an element of chance in this. And I think it would be absolutely wrong of me to suggest that one particular group had caused this. Lockdown lifting, that's another thing that's been talked about with this uptick in cases. The 21st of June, Independence Day, it's been called. (laughs) Um, If you were in charge, if you were making the decisions in Whitehall right now, would you push that date back? That's a very difficult question. It's a very political question. And of course, as, as a public health professional, I'm very aware of the fact that we need a good economy to make sure that people can have a a good health and well-being across the population. So I I don't envy the politicians with this. I, I do think that as it stands at the moment, with the fact that we can go and investigate where we have clusters and we have such widespread testing, I think that at the moment I can see nothing to stop the roadmap as it is. But as I said, that's that's for 
central government to decide, not myself. Well, you can let us know if you think all restrictions should be lifted next month by voting in our poll at kentonline.co.uk. As Alison mentioned, testing is being ramped up at the University of Kent campus in Canterbury after someone tested positive for the Indian variant. At least 29 cases of the mutation have been found across the county, but precise figures, as you heard, are a bit sketchy. Latest data also shows that nearly three quarters of adults in Kent have now had at least one dose of a COVID vaccine. 45% have had both jabs. The over 30s can now get a dose. We've been chatting to Dr Julian Spinks, who's a GP in Stroud. There's been really good news in the last few days because mm. now we can store the Pfizer jab for up to a month in a fridge, unopened in a vial, whereas it was four days, five days. So uh, it's much easier to have that flexibility so we can move on to the younger people. I'm sure you're getting pressure from above to you know, put extra... Well, to, administer extra jabs. What sort of changes have you had to put in place? Because I gather you haven't had any extra staff. You're just trying to work with more demand now. It's been a real challenge for general practice. Three quarters of all the uh, vaccinations have been done by GPs and their staff. And doing that plus doing the ordinary day job is a challenge, but we're, we really want to get people vaccinated so we can get back to normal life. I was going to ask that. How is it affecting the, the day job? Has anything suffered as a result? Uh, the big challenge has been some of the sort of routine stuff we're doing, preventive medicine, and they want us to get back to that. So it is going to be difficult, particularly as we get into the uh, the winter months when once we pass through the summer. Kent Online News. The Kent Online podcast has been told there's been a surge in demand for support for children with special educational needs in Kent. Figures given to us by the County Council show requests for assessments rose from 279 in March 2019 to 445 in the same month this year. Now, that's when schools reopened after closing for a second time during the pandemic. Graham Jones is an education specialist at Whitehead Monkton Solicitors in Maidstone. He's been chatting to Ish. Special educational need does have a specific definition and it's down to a, an educational need that means a child cannot perform to the level of other children of their age. And yes, that has been developing and the situation has been getting worse over the last 12 months. I don't think the pandemic and the lockdown has helped because with homeschooling, whilst with the best will in the world, parents have tried very hard. If there's any specialist assistance needed there, that's going to have made the gap widen. So I, I think it was only to be expected there would be an increase in the number of applications. And the problem is you're getting a number of more applications with only a limited pot available to help all these children out. Yeah, in, in terms of that diagnosis, I mean, related to that, you know, Ofsted's reports, they've pointed out in the past year about um, children forgetting basic skills like reading and writing and um, forgetting how to, you know, eat uh, with a, a knife and fork. I mean, so as you say, th these issues perhaps aren't that surprising and have been really exacerbated, haven't they? Mm. That, 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 I mean, that's interesting. I, I think you have to be careful about whether this is an SEN issue that needs an education, health and care plan, or whether children have just been affected by the lockdown. And I'm sure a lot of children have been, and yes, children will go backwards. I mean, that's, that's common knowledge that during school summer holidays, when there's transition, children tend to backslide a bit from where they were at the end of the previous school year. So if you haven't been having the same input for effectively 12 months due to the problems with the pandemic, children are going to find themselves with 
more of an educational need, but that is not necessarily a special educational need that needs an education health and care plan. But if, if there is, there should be the identification and the application should be made. And, and there have been uh, 445 you know, requ requests to the County Council since March when children return to the classroom. Um, does this suggest that there is, well, there could potentially be a big, big backlog of, of um, requests and a lot of children potentially falling behind as a consequence? Yes, I think if children are falling behind, these applications do need to be made. And again, if an application is going to be made, because a parent can make it, it doesn't have to be made by the school, or a young person can make their own application. If it's a parent making it, parents must make sure they do their homework on what they're asking for and why they're asking for it. And therefore it's always so important to get involved with the child's school, speak to the SEN coordinator for the school, find out what the school are doing and put a joint application in because you need expert evidence to support an application for an education health and care plan and the school is in the best position to source that evidence and help you get it together. Staying with schools news and parents have criticised a school in Hythe for not giving pupils the chance for a proper send-off after surprising leavers by ending the term early. Brock Hill Park Performing Arts College apparently gave students in year 11 and 13 20 minutes notice that Wednesday would be the last day of the academic year. A fire alarm was reportedly triggered after the announcement and several windows are said to have been broken. We have contacted the school and asked for a response. A robber who broke into a pensioner's home in Sheppey and attacked him while he was sleeping has been jailed for more than five years. Andrew McNair repeatedly hit the victim in the face at the property in Kent Avenue in Minster last October until the 75-year-old gave up £600. The 28-year-old from Warden Bay Road in Sheerness was one of three men involved. Police are still looking for the other two. People living in a part of Medway say they fear they could end up with rats after their bins were left uncollected. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of the rubbish overflowing on a road in Chattenden after collections were missed for three weeks. Well, Medway Council say their contractor was unable to collect the bin bags because bulky waste, which needs to be disposed of separately, was also in the storage area. They're now working with the building's landlord. Kent Online reports. Next today, we're going to be hearing how a football league that rewards you for losing weight has been a lifeline for many men in Kent. Man V Fat launched in Strood back in 2018 and its popularity has seen it expand to Dartford and next month it'll be running in Maidstone. Teams can earn extra points if players shed the pounds ahead of each game. Mark Joy weighed over 26 stone when he joined three years ago. He's since lost around six stone. I have kept the weight down. I'm still, a, I'm considerably less than I was uh, back in then. Yeah, lockdown, uh, like a lot of um, our players, it's not been great for everybody. Um, but one thing it's I put on this weight over lockdown, I know that I've done it before and it's achievable. And I know with the guys that on my leagues, they'll keep encouraging me to lose weight as well as I'm encouraging them. And it's and it's with with the coaching side. It, it's more we're, we're more lifestyle coaches, and it's trying to uh, get people to make meaningful changes themselves that'll improve their life. Um, we do have a lot of people come in very very overweight, tried everything. Their mental health has suffered, and especially over the last year. And it's actually working with them and being able to say to them, "Look, I've been there. I know what it's like." But if you focus on it and you work with it and 
literally it's it's more about just tweaking things and encouraging and it's it's been great for me my confidence has grown um this season i referee for the first time ever a competitive senior football match 10 years ago or five years ago i'd never been out of dream of doing that because i was never going to get there um and it just says to anybody if, if you want to work at it we're there to help and and the success stories go through and through um that first season that I was at, at Strood, between 80 guys, we lost 670 kilograms. That's equivalent to 10 normal men uh, that we actually lost in weight. And they continue to lose between 340 ki kilograms a season. The new league I've launched, they've, they've been going two weeks. We're 110 kilos and we've got 55 players. So they're losing an average of a kilo a week um, on this new league. And that, that's, that's massive numbers. Um, we try and encourage little weight loss, not um, roller coaster in weight loss. So they lose a lot and then they just put it back on. But if they're losing um, little bits at a time between a kilo and two kilos, we see that it's, it's sustainable. Um, and it's so nice to see when you've told a guy that they've lost some weight and you see, see their face, they're just so happy. Um, I still get the nervousness when people come in and they think, Oh, I've had a bad week and I try and talk to them. Why do you think you've had a bad week? And then when, and it's, it's so much better than even more um, rewarding for them when you go in, well, this is your weight. And they go, I've lost weight. And you just see, they, they seem to be in, in, in a blink of an eye, standing taller, standing prouder. And, and it just encourages them to keep going. Dan Church is the regional manager for the South East. We've seen a, a large influx of players recently. I think that COVID has certainly helped. What COVID has taught us that, um, you know, there is a, a real strong need for, for health, uh, men's health. And I think that it's definitely helped make people realise that, you know, the support is there. And men, as men, we don't tend to talk about um, issues with our health or mental health, but this is offering them an outlet to, you know, improve their well-being. Tiger King star Carol Baskin has hit out at a Kent Animal Park following the birth of a black jaguar cub. She's accused the big cat sanctuary in Smarden near Ashford of making the newborn a prisoner for life. They've replied in a letter saying they take good care of their animals and are contributing to conservation for threatened species. There are plans to boost broadband speeds for 50,000 homes and businesses in Kent. Openreach want to upgrade more coastal and rural areas to full fibre internet over the next five years. It's hoped it'll benefit people in areas like Westrum, Hawkinge and Laysdown. An autistic boy from Hythe is trying to raise £5,000 for a support dog. Tristian Tui also has ADHD and sensory processing disorder, which makes it difficult for him to communicate emotions and he gets easily overwhelmed. Well, the eight-year-old's been bonding with a Labrador called Duffy, who's currently being trained by charity Supporting Paws. And he's been telling us what he likes most about his new friend. Well, he's cute, he's big, he's grown a lot of the past days and I think he's a really good support dog. So we always thought that we would maybe get a dog in the future and then when we realised we could get a dog that would help Tristan stay calm, manage his emotions, um, help bring him down when he might have a meltdown and... It could we could teach tricks too, which could be used as an icebreaker with other children. Um, we thought, wow, this is too good to be true. He really does help me because he's so cute, fluffy, and really lovely. 
Tristan was joined by his mum, Olivia, there. A new cinema in Sittingbourne finally opens for the first time today. The Light is part of the multi-million pound Spirit of Sittingbourne Regeneration Project, which has taken five years to finish and also includes a bowling alley, arcade, diner and bars. You can follow our socials to see inside the eight-screen complex. And Brian Adams' show in Canterbury this summer has been cancelled. He was due to come to the Spitfire ground in July as part of his UK tour but it's now been pushed back until next year kent online sports Organisers of the Open Golf in Sandwich this summer are revising plans over concerns about what restrictions may still apply. Up to 30,000 spectators are expected to head to Royal St George's each day of the championship in July, but bosses say that's uncertain, with more sporting events hosting big crowds on a trial basis. All COVID restrictions are due to be lifted from June the 21st as part of the government's roadmap out of lockdown. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. Have a fantastic bank holiday weekend. We'll be back with the Kent Online podcast on Tuesday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.